Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Inside Wrestling. Yeah, on TalkShoe. Yeah, I was trying to use Blog Talk Radio, but I guess Blog Talk Radio is all fucked up. So anyways, uh, yeah. Um, oh, there we go. Chris, you there? Yep, I'm here. Okay, yeah, because I had like a minus sign, like I couldn't get you. I guess it takes like a couple seconds. But anyways, yeah, I couldn't use Blog Talk Radio. I said, oh, shit, wait a minute, I got to talk to you. Um, yeah, so whatever. Uh, that's fine and dandy, but... I posted a bunch of links for the blog talk show, and they're like, the fuck, there's no episode. But whatever, it doesn't matter. Fuck all my listeners in Pakistan. They'll, they'll find the show. <laughs> Fucking Pakistan. I got like a terrorist network. My guy, I think a bunch of terrorists listen to my show. Anyways, let's get to the big news. Uh, Ring of Honor New Japan, are gonna, uh, they announced uh, earlier this week that they're going to be holding a super show, basically the G1 Supercard at Madison Square Garden during WrestleMania weekend on Saturday, April 6, 2019, in the world's most famous room in Madison Square Garden. Um, WWE will be presenting NXT TakeOver only six miles away in the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And I can hear Dusty in the cloud saying, Let's all go to war! Yeah, <laughs> my guys. Jesus Christ. But I don't know. I'm a little skeptical about this. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, I think uh, Omega and the Bucks are going to sign some secret deal with WWE. I think they're going to be allowed to work for uh, New Japan and uh, ROH for a little bit of a while, and then they'll do this big super show. And then Raw, the the shit's going to hit the fan. Uh, they're going to show up the night after uh, WrestleMania and uh, go to war. Um, but uh, if that happens, oh my god, that, that'd be crazy. But um, but oh, it's good. Because I know Vince McMahon cock blocks all these wrestling shows. I guess he took some heat. Sinclair Network was going to block SmackDown reruns or SmackDown uh, showings on their, their cable networks and shit. So I don't know what happened. I think Vince fell asleep at the wheel or some kind of secret deal between the New Japan and WWE happened. There's, there's got to be something because there has never been, hasn't been a wrestling event at Mass Square Garden other than WWE. So, uh, yeah, it's, this is going to be crazy. Um, WWE just did a show this past uh, last weekend, basically. Uh, first at the arena in nearly eight years. Oh, Undertaker's first match in nearly eight years. Um, they haven't done a pay-per-view in the arena since 2011 Survivor Series, although 2013 Hall of Fame ceremony took place there. So, um, Chris, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what's your, what are your thoughts about this whole Ring of Honor, New Japan invading Mass Square Garden? Ticket prices are going to be going crazy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know what they're going to be, but it's going to be some big money. I guess tickets go on sale. Hold on, let me see. I just saw I had a thing on here. I think they go on sale August 8th for some special people. Yeah, let me go down. Yeah, August 8th at 10 a.m. for the Honor Club members, and Friday, August 10th to the general public. So there we go. Um, what are your thoughts? 
All right. Well, firstly, I got the uh, G1 on in the background. Just started day one, so okay. apologize for the background stuff. Um, I can barely hear. I can't the... hear anything. Oh, okay. Well, let's see. The timeline, as far as I know, you know, Ring of Honor, they wanted to do a venue for, uh, you know, they wanted to run Madison Square Garden. You know, Cody was, well, how it all started was Cody was looking for a venue for All In, and, um, you know, his goal was to kind of get a venue of 10,000 fans in the event. I think it was Dave Meltzer or someone that said it would never happen, and uh, Cody took up the bet. The All In thing started. And uh, when Cody was looking for venues, he was looking for a lot of places. Uh, a lot of folks don't know. He actually approached the Staples Center, and um, the Staples Center told Cody that you know they weren't interested in you know any type of wrestling show that wasn't WWE, you know, because WWE has been running the Staples Center for a while. So you know, Cody ended up getting the um, what was it, the Series Arena place in Chicago. But along the way, uh, he was trying to get into contact with Madison Square Garden. Of course, it was over Cody's budget. But, you know, Cody basically kind of threw a whistle at Ring of Honor. It was like, hey, why don't you guys get, you know, some type of show running here? So then Ring of Honor and St. Clair, they tried to get something going at Madison Square Garden. And it was, as you said, you know, Madison Square Garden is basically holy ground for WWE. So then... Once we're reached out that Ring of Honor was trying to do some business with Madison Square Garden, that was when uh, AAA, the Mexican promotion, they put their ticket in the hat too, you know. So it kind of like started a domino effect where it made other promotions go like, wow, you know, because really the impression I've always been under is, you know, many promotions have just been afraid to, you know, run up there because it's, it's Vince, you know. I remember yeah. uh, one of the first U shoots I ever saw was with Kevin Nash, and he was talking about – uh. One time when they were, I think it was like 98 or something, when they were like, WCW had gone up north somewhere, and uh, Nash was saying in the shoot, he was telling Bischoff, like, look, man, you can't, you can't book Goldberg against me up here because it's Vince's city. And he was like, the fans are going to fucking shit on Goldberg because, you know, we're from fucking WWE or WWF, whatever it was called. So many promotions have just kind of avoided that area. So AAA, they put their, um, their ticket in there. And then um, the word that I was told from many reliable people, because, you know, we both know a lot of folks in and out of the business. Uh, I heard from Tech. I heard from John. I heard from Jay and people like that. And I heard for a long time that Vince and uh, Madison Square Garden had some heat because Madison Square Garden was um, upset because WWE wasn't booking them anymore for any of their shows. They uh, they used that other place, uh, the, the the arena you said when you were just talking. The Berkeley, one that they yeah. always... Yeah, yeah, they've been using the Berkeley. Yeah, they've been using the Berkeley thing, and the Berkeley's like you know just a few miles away from MSG. They've been using Berkeley for about mm, about four, three, not that long, but a moderate time. And so the people at Madison Square Garden got upset. You know, one of the things that you've always talked about on your show is the inconsistency of the money that WWE supposedly has, because the story that we've heard for years is that they stopped running MSG because it was supposedly too expensive. But then it's like every four or five months we keep seeing these reports about how WWE had, like, really lucrative, like, you know, financial quarters. So it's yeah. like, okay, so WWE is drowning in money. MSG is too expensive. It, it doesn't add up. Like, you can't be financially successful when it's convenient for you. And then all of a sudden say, no, this place is too fucking, you know, like, yeah. it, it, does, it doesn't add up. So to me, it always gave me the impression that it was never a WWE thing. It wasn't a Triple H thing. Hell, not even a Stephanie thing. The impression that I've always been under is that Vince most likely just has an attachment for MSG because of what his father did. And he probably feels like 
is holy ground, and it is. But yeah. the impression that I've always been under is that if it was up to Triple H or even Stephanie, if it was up to them, they would probably just allow other promotions to, to do stuff there. I've always been under the impression that it's mainly Vince. He just doesn't want any other promotion there because he just feels like it's his building. But by not using the building, it's like just kind of sitting there collecting dust. They do live events every year, but as you said, the last pay-per-view there was in 2011, the Survivor Series, and uh, the last Raw was in 2009. I remember that one to this day. That was the one with, um, I think it was, that was the one where like Kofi and Orton had the brawl and stuff like that. So anyway, Ring of Honor, they, they got their shit in, and then, you know, Vince or WWE, supposedly, you know, they got a phone call. It was one phone call, and then when the phone call came in, uh, you know, they got their shit pushed in, as you would say. Mm. And so then, ring, you know, so then, then it was canceled. You know, fans were pissed, and, you know, it was all over social media. And then not even that much, you know, longer, it was confirmed that Ring of Honor and New Japan are now going to be doing, like, basically a hybrid super show that's going to be in Madison Square Garden. And this is what we've been saying for, like, at least three years on your show, we've been saying that like all these promotions should just fucking get together and just have like a super show, like in a big venue. And we would say that's what it would take to like legitimately give WWE competition, you know, to get a, a foot off the ass. The only real issue is, is like, we just need someone to fucking fund this. We need someone with a lot of money to burn to just make it happen. And so they confirmed that the other day. Um, I know Sinclair has a lot of money. I don't know how much money, but it's, it's, a, it's a very like lucrative parent company. We don't really talk too much about the actual finances of it because most wrestling fans don't really care to hear about that. They yeah. just want to hear about wrestling. But Sinclair is a very uh, it's a very lucrative company. So it's going to be in, on April, uh, WrestleMania weekend. And usually when they do WrestleMania weekend, other events happen and other promotions come and you know they they usually are in the same area that WWE's in anyway but nothing nothing of this magnitude has ever occurred not even WCW not even WCW in and their peak ran MSG but this is happening so so all the newer generation fans out there this is pretty much the because you know I'm seeing some people because when I first heard uh this thing announced the first thing that I was seeing a lot of younger fans, not so much fans our age or your age, but uh, a lot of younger fans, like in their later teens, like 17, 18, 19, 20, I'm seeing a lot of fans complaining about this, not as if they're upset. They're complaining because, you know, they have plans for Mania Weekend, and now some of these fans are upset because now they have to choose between whether or not they want to go to this super show or if they want to go to, you know, the TakeOver show. And so to any of the younger fans out there who are conflicted about making a choice, that's how it was like every single day <laughs> during the oh, Monday Night War. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is I mean, what it was I like. Used to, I used to watch the first hour of Nitro and tape it and watch Raw and go back and watch Nitro. It was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, I, had that, I had that VCR where you had the TV VCR button so I can watch Raw and record Nitro still on the VCR. <laughs> Yeah, right. This is just this is just a taste of what it's like to the younger fans. So you guys yeah. are stressing out over one day and this is literally how it was every week for yeah. like four or five years or how many every years that Monday Night Wars went. Really more so in like ninety seven, ninety eight when like everything was like really hot and all the companies are flying off on all cylinders. So this is a big deal. 
Um, it's going to have New Japan dues, Ring of Honor dues, and hey, man, if I'm Impact, I'm doing what I can to fucking throw my hat in this too. Oh, yeah. This is, yeah. you know, they had a good fucking, show too, Impact. Good yeah, I've, I've been hearing I've been hearing things yeah. that they've gotten better, and I have not gotten around to check it out. So when yeah. I get some time, I'm probably just going to sit down and uh, just binge watch a few episodes. But if I'm Impact or AAA or Lucha Underground or you know, uh, if I'm, I'm throwing, I'm, I'm trying to talk to New Japan. I'm trying to talk to Ring of Honor. You know, let's, as you said before, in all seriousness, let's all go to war. We yeah. just need competition, man. Yeah, we just, we, we yeah. need competition. This is great. This is great for wrestling. Good for everybody. Wins. Fans win in the end. You know, that's that's the key. You know, better quality mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah, that was cool. I don't know if you you, you ever Pluto TV. It's pretty cool. Um, mm-hmm. I got the app on the on our smart TV. And I watched that work on my phone. They actually got like a 24-hour streaming TNA Impact uh, 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 channel. It's pretty cool. Old events. I was watching one with AJ Styles oh, and some other shows. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's like 24 hours. They just stream a bunch of old TNA stuff and then like newer. I think they go by year by year or something. I think they do it like in blocks, but it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is good for the fans. Um, yeah, WWE fans, yeah, I want to go to the NXT show, I want to go to the Super Show. Well, if you've never really seen Ring of Honor New Japan Pro Wrestling, I would go check them out. You know, WWE's not going anywhere, NXT's not going anywhere. Um, there mm-hmm. we go. So, so I, I would do something like that, you know. So as far as, you know, probably the big elephant in the room that needs to be addressed, you know, because um, it was going to come to this, and just, so, you know, you were joking about it and you were alluding to it earlier, is that, you know, Right now, if you go to Ring of Honor's Facebook and Twitter, if you go to New Japan's Facebook and Twitter, they got a lot of people advertised for the show. But, of course, currently, you know, the Elite, Omega, and the Young Bucks are, are not advertised for it, which leads some to believe that, you know, they may not, um, you know, be at the show. Well, so let's talk about that briefly. Well, firstly, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked about it before. So to anyone that doesn't know, um, New Japan, they do their contracts differently. And uh, this is really one of the few things about New Japan I don't like. If they really want to be a, a serious, like, if they're serious about this U.S. expansion, they need to really kind of kill this off, just kill this habit. You know, we can sit here and, and we can shit-talk WWE all day. I will give WWE this. When it comes to signing contracts, you know, they, they're they on their shit there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can be a WWE superstar, and it can be January, and your contract expires, and, like, September and by March they're already like trying to renegotiate you know okay what do you want to do what do you want to do so New Japan what they do is um, every single person that works for the roster basically has a year contract and then at the end of the year right before Wrestle Kingdom which is essentially their Wrestlemania is when they do their their resigning so that's when they assign their their talents to like a year extension now most of the time, people sign, you know, no problem. However, if someone decides that they're done or if someone decides to go somewhere else or if WWE has uh, poached you, then what happens is, is that they'll literally put in their notice like the day of Wrestle Kingdom, which is bad business. Now, when Japan was, when New Japan was just, you know, strictly staying in Japan, it wasn't really an issue. But if they're really serious about this U.S. expansion shit, like they can't, they can't do this yearly expansion. We're gonna we're gonna renew your contract a year later. They need to actually start signing people to like serious like contracts for like two years, three years, four years, like how WWE does. And that's what happened to AJ Styles, Nakamura, and Gallows and Anderson. Everyone knows the story. Literally, all four of them put in their two weeks' notice, like like 
two hours before Wrestle Kingdom started, and it was like, what the fuck? Uh, that's how New Japan does business. So as far as Omega and the Young Bucks go, as far as I know, well, I, I think we all know this. I'm, I'm pretty sure, unless something has changed. Uh, the Young Bucks, their contract expires for Ring of Honor anyway. I don't know about New Japan, but their Ring of Honor contract expires in December of 2018. So as far as I know, their last Ring of Honor appearance for now is going to be the final battle pay-per-view. But the Ring of Honor and New Japan contracts are different, but their last obligations for Ring of Honor is uh, 2018. And then Kenny Omega, as far as I'm aware, his contract expires at the end of January, so January 2019. So that would mean that he would be there a minimum at least until Wrestle Kingdom and then New Year's Dash, which is basically their post-Mania Raw. So what's going on there is they're not advertised for the show because obviously they haven't signed, they haven't re-signed new contracts yet. And so, you know, JCD and, and many other WWE fans, they are convinced that Vince is most likely going to basically purge the roster before this can happen. Uh, there's reports that uh, Vince wants Omega and the Bucks. Uh, there's even some reports out there that say that, that they want Cody because they're seeing what Cody's doing. You know, Cody's kind of reinventing himself. He's making some money. He's got his name out there. He's doing his thing with Brandy. And the scary thing about the reports, like I could, if Vince wants them, that's fine. Like, that doesn't bother me. But what kind of bothered me the most was the report that I saw was they wanted Omega and the Bucks simply to kill off the competition. When yeah. I read that, I was like, what's the fucking point then, dude? Like, how out, of, like how, to, how out of touch are these dudes, man? Yeah. Like, competition is what makes wrestling great. Like, yeah, exactly. Geez. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so just, you look at it like at Walmart. You, you shut all those mom-and-pop short stores down, and you got only got to shop at Walmart. Get ready for jacked-up prices, you know? If WWE did that, put all these wrestling businesses out of business, get ready for jacked-up prices, They'll force you to pay twenty bucks for the network or whatever T-shirts and shit like that. So yeah, you need you need competition. So uh, yeah, um, right. So as far as go. the current status of Omega and the Bucks, uh, you know, Omega's he said comments that WWE is where you go to retire. So he did say that, mm-hmm. and um, and the Young Bucks are way more open and way more talkative to WWE, whereas before they were like, no way. So they're they're more open about it. So well, I mean, like I said before, I, I said too, you got a built-in storyline with Omega and the Bucks as they come in, the New Day, right there. Boom, yeah. that video game thing. So there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, know? yeah. The story's there. The story's there. The story's right there. So, so. so as far as like the chances are concerned, um, I can tell you what I know. Um, I know the Young Bucks. You know, they, they're uh, both of them are family men. They both like uh, being with their children, their kids, and stuff, and. Um, you know, one of the main reasons why they like Ring of Honor in New Japan is the lax schedule. It allows them to spend more time with their kids. So obviously, you know, if they were to sign WWE, um, they would be full-time and they would be traveling, which would mean they wouldn't be around their kids as much. So they would have to give that up. Um, if they go to WWE, they have to give up the Hot Topic deal where they make a fuck ton of money. So that's a big deal that LMC fans talking oh. about. Uh, Kenny Omega, he lives in Japan, so that should be known to any fans listening. He's a, he's like an actual citizen. He's not like some dude who just yeah. like you know he he lives in Japan. Like he's a legitimate citizen. Has like a, uh, a like passport. Years, I think. Like yeah, 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 yeah. He speaks like 100% fluent Japanese. So if Kenny goes to WWE, then it's not a if. Like they'll force him to relocate and move to America, which is oh, something yeah. that that Kenny said that he's really not. He doesn't want to do. 
So he'll have to give that up. Uh, I think Kenny's got a gaming thing going on, not as big as Xavier's, but obviously if he joined WWE, then he would have to either give up his gaming thing or WWE would take control of it. And, of course, we've seen how that is. You know, Zack Ryder. I know Zack Ryder's not relevant these days, but remember he had the Long Island IZ thing. He was making a lot of revenue off that. WWE saw that and was like, okay, we're going to absorb this. And then, you know, Ryder was still making money, but he wasn't making as much money. Uh, Xavier is still making money with his up, up, down, down, but mainly because of the New Day t-shirt sales, not from the revenue of the the YouTube thing. So what I'm really trying to say in a nutshell is that if the elite go to WWE, they're giving up the, uh, the, the Hot Topic merch, which is where they get a lot of money. Uh, they're giving up the possibility of being around their kids. Omega's most likely going to have to relocate and move. And don't forget being the elite, the YouTube show. Like, they get like a shit ton of revenue from that. So more than likely, yeah. if they go to WWE, that's getting the shit too. That's getting canned too. So yeah. the, any WWE fans out there that are just convinced that Omega's going to go to WWE, and who knows, maybe he will. I'm not yeah, saying yeah. he won't. But But the thing that I'm not seeing fans talk about is, it's not as simple as, like, people People are saying that, like, the money's too much to pass, and maybe it is too much to pass, but I think a lot of fans out there, they don't realize that they already have a shitload of money, mm. you know? So if they sign WWE, they're giving up all this shit. Like, do you, so if you're Omega, if you're the Bucks, are you telling me that you're going to give up being the Elite, the Hot Topics deals, your home in Japan, you're going to give all that up? For a WWE run that may not work out. Yeah, and you I see mean, with I mean, the shit, the way the shit, the shows are run, the way they treat the tag team division, the way like stars like Ziggler, Rusha, why they've been treated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, give it all up. You know, I, I don't know. I, I was, you know, I, I think, like I said, it's, it all hinges on Brian. I think it hinges on Brian, and it's fucking that 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 douchebag in Chicago. Um, <laughs> if that fucking guy gets out of Chicago and goes to New Japan, Ring of Honor, and Brian does too, they're not going anywhere. I think Omega and the Bucks stay, and they're really going to fucking. Uh, 2019 might be the year WWE's ratings go down to like a 1.5. That's <laughs> a good transition since you brought up Brian. So as far as yeah. I know, don't let, don't let the reports confuse you. But as far as I know, uh, Brian has not resigned. <laughs> now WWE. They're advertising him um, for, like, events as far as December. He yeah, has not yeah. Signed, he has not signed. What that is is WWE going on good faith, assuming Brian will. Um, the one thing that I've noticed for sure, there's, there's, there's two red flags. There's two red flags I have noticed about Brian, and he could resign. And I think he'll, I think he'll probably will. Yeah. The two red flags I've noticed about Brian, one – in an interview, they asked him how he felt about feuding with The Miz. And then Brian said straight up, like, in the interview, he said, look at what WWE's done the past few years. And he said, like, this WWE... I think the way he worded it was, would you trust WWE to tell a proper story between him and, and Miz. Like, so, so he was pretty much like, look at the stories that WWE have done for like the past four to five years. And he was pretty much like, what has WWE done to yeah. make you confident that the story would be good? So like Brian was basically just straight up, just basically he was talking shit about WWE yeah, creative. creative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and then Miz said something similar. So that was the first red flag. And then the second red flag, um, not that I'm complaining, but the second red flag was uh, when they just randomly 
reunited Team Hell No. Not like in a rust. Well, it was rust, but the way they reunited Team Hell No, they did it in a way almost as if like, okay, let's get as much money out of this while we can. Uh, the fact that Brian has had a lot of, not necessarily, I'm not going to say dream matches, but Brian has had a lot of matches that could be pay-per-view quality, and they've just been on free TV. Like, he, he fought Jeff Hardy on free TV. He had a match of AJ Styles on free TV. Uh, he had a match of Samoa Joe on free TV. The booking for Brian is very strange. You, you can tell that they're not booking him like someone who's fully committed. If, that, yeah. if, he was, if he was fully committed, he would be in a title program right now. He's not, like, SummerSlam is around the corner, and we don't even have a confirmed match for him yet. He's, I don't think he's even touched Shinsuke. Have, have they even been in the same segment? I don't think I don't so. Think they, I don't think they have. Something's off. Something's yeah. off. You, you could tell that he is not fully committed. And to WWE's credit, I'm not going to shit on them. If he's not fully committed, if I'm Vince or Michael Hayes or whoever the hell is in charge of booking, I'm not going to book Brian in a feud with, you know, a top star if Brian is not convincing me he's going to stay. And yeah. so that's why his treatment has been so it. And so fans, you got to remember, you know, so to fans that may have forgotten, Brian was going to fucking leave, if, even if they didn't clear him. So forget the fact that he's cleared. So to the fans, listen, remember, Brian was going to leave anyway. He was going to leave regardless if they cleared him. And so Vince, as we said, what happened, Vince just caved and said, fuck, he's really going to wrestle. Let's just clear him. So then they cleared him. He wrestled the WrestleMania match. And, you know, another complaint I'm hearing about Brian is that apparently, you know, he's a father now. Mm. So he's, he's got a daughter. And Brian basically wanted, not necessarily a Brock Lesnar schedule, but Brian supposedly wanted sort of like, kind of a Chris Jericho schedule or he wanted like kind of a part-time schedule, but they're booking him like, you know, he's doing live events. He's showing up almost every week. Um, he's, he's, he's doing more events than he was told. He was told that it would be like kind of a part-time deal, but he's like working a full-time deal. That's one of the issues going on with Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio wants to come back to WWE, but Ray wants to be part-time, but WWE no. wants him full-time. I remember Rob Van Dam expressing similar complaints, I think when it was like 2012 or 2013, whenever it was, when RVD was there, because RVD kept saying he wanted a full-time, a part-time spot, but they booked him full-time. And so um, if Brian wants a, a part-time deal, WWE is now booking him that way. They want him to be there like everyone else. And, you know, Ring of Honor, New Japan, one of the advantages is they have the whole tape delay. But uh, I agree with you. The Brian thing is a big, big, big factor because if mm -hmm. Brian decides to um, not go, then that would clear him just in time uh, for him to appear at the Ring of Honor New Japan thing. And if Brian leaves WWE, then if he decides to go to Ring of Honor New Japan, then uh, the Bucks, they're going to see the money in that. Omega's going to see the money in that. They're going to stay. And then Punk... He's going to see that, and then that could possibly get him to come out. I mean, just think about this. Think about this. Omega versus Brian at Madison Square Garden, the night of a takeover, the night before WrestleMania. Like, this could potentially happen if Brian, like, decides to just say, like, I'm done. So, yeah. um, 
it could happen. Like, this is not like us bullshitting or talking like a crazy, like, this could realistically happen. So, um, I wonder what Patterson, I wonder what Patterson (laughs) said to Vince when he was like, hey, Vince, uh, I don't think uh, Brian's going to stay. I don't think he's going to sign. He might go to New Japan, Ring of Honor. He better sign or I'll kill him like I got away with it before. What are you talking about, Vince? (laughs) You know what I mean. (laughs) Where's that briefcase? Snooker, Benoit, I got away with it twice. I'll make it three times. (laughs) Oh, shit, no. Oh, my God. Anyways, I'm going to be murdered soon. (laughs) Someone's going to get me. Anyways, um... Yeah, that was that was cool. That uh, that Samoa Joe, the, the the ninja van. I saw the upgrade one with the window, so that's cool. They're making some money, those ninjas. But um, that's, no, that's good. You know, so uh, competition's always good. Hopefully, you know, like I said, I think it's key. If Brian goes to New Japan or Ring of Honor, or whatever, I I think the Bucks are uh, gonna stick around and Omega's gonna stay. But I don't know. It's just weird. Like they reject that one show, Ring of Honor. Vince rejects and all of a sudden he accepts it. So I'm thinking, I don't know, I think they're in bed with each other. I think New Japan, WWE got some cooking. I it know. could be. I mean, I mean, Triple H, H said himself, Triple H said himself that he was open. Yeah, even the, uh, New Japan owner said yeah, too. It's, you know, they want to have a working just, agreement. So maybe, really he'll just, let, maybe WWE will sign all three of them, but they'll work like, you know, the show in January and stuff like that up to April and then. You know, maybe they'll quit, and then Cody's like the new yeah. leader of you know the fucking uh, Bullet Club and shit like that. If, and then they show him on, raw. If and I'm Omega and the Bucks, like even if they're gonna go, if I was them, I would stay at least so they could work the Madison Square Garden show, so they yeah. can say that they worked uh, MSG outside of the WWE umbrella, because that's a big accomplishment. That's mm-hmm. what I would do. Um, I hope this XFL stuff takes off because once 2019, because the other big story that's behind all this is once 2019 hits, Vince is going to hit full XFL mode. And my hope is once he focuses on that, then he can just let Triple H and other folks, you know, pay more attention to WWE stuff. Oh, I mean, did you see the shitstorm too? Like uh, a lot of wrestlers are pissed off that Vince is actually going to provide medical insurance for these XFL players. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. And the wrestlers are like, what the fuck, you know? So, yeah, that that, that might, might burn Vince's ass. But, uh, yeah, it was, like I said, wait to see what happens. Um, yeah, hopefully this XFL thing gets going. Hopefully it does good. Uh, Vince disappears. Triple H takes over. Um, you know, Vince passes away. <laughs> Bucktooth Beaver gets fired at the funeral. I can't wait for that one. <laughs> He'll jump right in the casket. <laughs> <laughs> fucking done. Oh, Vince, I miss you. Yeah, you're fired. <laughs> fucking Triple H. I'm the game. Yeah. Um, would be awesome. Would be awesome. Well, I think what Vince will do is that Vince will die, but then like the day before he dies, he'll do like a pre-recorded promo of him firing done. Then at the funeral, <laughs> <laughs> then at the funeral, while they're viewing Vince's body, like Duncan, they they'll play the promo of Vince saying, "Oh, by the way, Don, even though I'm dead, you're fired." <laughs> <laughs> And then Triple H just pedigrees him on the ground. It's <laughs> water. That'd be great. The large pop. The largest pop ever in a church at a funeral. <laughs> but uh, anyways, um, what were your thoughts on the past uh, last weekend show to San Francisco that was a G1 special? Uh, I guess Jim Ross took a legitimate rib injury. He didn't even know it was going to happen. Uh, his broadcast partner, uh, Barnett, got into the ring. Um, that guy got really super heat. The guy that caused the injury. Um, oh, Jay White. Yeah. Jay White. Yeah, I was trying to think of his name. Jay White. That was great. Yeah, it was great heat. Great heat. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, great heat. I saw the Juice Robinson win the match, and I watched the the Omega uh, Cody match. That was pretty cool. And then the aftermath with with Meng and shit, and, and his his boys uh, mm-hmm. being up uh, the bullet. That was some NWA. That was some NWO stuff. Just well, it was the anniversary, too. 19, it was July 7th, so there we go. The anniversary of the NWO debut in 96. So, That's true. I didn't think about you know, that. That was crazy. I was thinking about that. Tell me, oh, yeah, it was the anniversary. So, uh, Still, that's the best episode of Nitro, the Monday before Bash at the Beach. Hall and Nash, they got popcorn and sodas. They got tickets. Came to see the big boys. He, you know, they got pop- they're not here to eat popcorn and drink sodas. Well, that's what they got. Well, that's a jam. They're here to mean business. Oh shit! Look at the clowns. That shit was so great. My favorite part was like when the roster came out and Nash was like, "That's all you got." That's all you, <laughs> you got. Good as that. <laughs> Hey, you guys can afford this card if you pulled all your checks. He's talking to the cops and taking off. See you at the bash. See you on Sunday. That part I was thinking with the Corvette when they're taking off. I was I was listening to an interview with uh, Kevin Nash. He still has like an old Bronco from like 1980 something, and I'm like, damn, he loves that Bronco. But just thinking of that, I'm like, he's talking about the cops can't afford a Corvette, but he's got like a almost a 30 year old Bronco. But whatever. Um, but no, that shit was great. Uh, that episode of uh, Nitro popcorn. I always watch it when I need a good laugh. And that Sandy just grabs the popcorn from Hall's bag. Fuck yeah, we'll be grabbing it. <laughs> Shit. Get some popcorn. But uh, anyway, what were your thoughts on the uh, the uh, G1 special in uh, uh, San Francisco? It looked like a good crowd uh, from what I saw. It, it was good. It, it was cool. It was cool seeing the Cal Palace again. Uh, it was nice seeing that. Uh, I know WWE used to do some live events there, like in t- t- 2009-2010, but Nothing on TV, and uh, the last WWE pay-per-view there was the No Way Out where Eddie beat Brock to win WWE yeah. title all those years ago. So it was uh, cool seeing uh, the Cow Palace. Uh, I never got an exact number. I think they had somewhere around like um, somewhere between like 61 to 6,500, which was a good number. Um, New Japan, obviously, to those that don't know, they're, they're trying to establish a base of operations in America, in the West Coast, more so in California, which is smart because WWE doesn't really go there, go over there like that. They're they're really more established, like in the East, Northeast, uh, you know, Midwest, uh, the East area. They're not really, they, they don't really have much of a stranglehold in the West. So mm. uh, it was they cool. Around the that, Asian market too. Our West is really big too. The California area, the Washington Right, right. Area. Right, and it's, it's it's good for them. It's good for them, and a lot of the and a lot of the uh, they got a lot of Ring of Honor and and uh, New Japan dudes from the West Coast too. Like uh, the Young Bucks are over there. Uh, Daniel's cast, uh, Scorpio Sky, those hilarious SCU dudes. Those you know, so that's cool. The show's cool. I liked it. Uh, it was nice seeing the guardrails again, those old-fashioned guardrails and stuff. Uh, it's always nice hearing JR, even though he may not be too familiar with the um, New Japan product. I don't get too distracted by JR on commentary because it's not like JR is doing it every time. He's just doing mm-hmm. it whenever they do the USA shows, which is like once or twice a year. So Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was cool. But more importantly, it was really just nice watching a wrestling show on a Saturday, you know, because we, yeah, we've yeah. been saying this for years. We've always said, like, Saturday is the big untapped market. I have fond memories. My fondest memories as a kid was watching stuff like – Saturday night or Superstars or Saturday night main event or Live Wire on Saturday. Like, Saturday used to be, like, the shit when I was a kid. Now it's, like, just boring. Like, nothing's on. I mean, sure, there might be, like, a game or something. Yeah. Or, like, a UFC fight every now and then. But, like, nothing really comes on Saturday anymore. So if I'm New Japan or Ring of Honor or some up-and-coming 
wrestling show, if I'm looking for like, okay, what day am I going to put a show on? I'd say Saturday because it just seems to me like after WCW died, WWE just gave up on Saturdays. It seems to me like they did Saturdays because WCW did. And so it was like once WCW died, they just didn't really see the need for it anymore. I think WWE had the Saturday morning slam like a few years ago. And, and that was, that was from what I heard, the Saturday morning slam actually had good ratings, but it cost them money. And, and, uh, they cut it. So, yeah. I mean, I, I didn't watch it, but it was something, you know? No, no. So. Yeah. I mean, if I was going to bring back wrestling on Saturday, it would be like 6 p.m. or something, kind of like WCW did, because you got big football games. You know, college football is huge at like 8 o'clock, so you got to do a wrestling thing right before football. But um, but if I was going to do a show, I mean, that, that would be it for Saturday. But, you know, um, yeah, like I said, it was good. You know, I'm glad they got a good crowd. It looked like a good show. Um but we'll just see what happens. Um, yeah, we got extreme shit this weekend. My God. I don't even know if I want to watch this show. What the fuck? God, I didn't we... know there was a pay-per-view until, like, yesterday. And then I guess Roman Reigns and Lashley are going to be the last match of the night. The you know, fucking fans are going to be walking out on that match. Mm-hmm. They, they better change it. They better make it Rusev and AJ Styles. Cause that's just a slap in the face. The WWE title, and this is and this is why I don't this is why I don't care for the brand split because when they mm. do the brand split, one of the world titles inevitably becomes a joke. This is what happened with the world heavyweight title. You know, they they started doing that like in 2011, 2012, when I think when guys like Dario and Jack Swagger were champions, they would be like in the first hour of Raw. You remember that time when like it opened WrestleMania? So. Yeah. I saw this one thing on uh, Twitter the other day. This one guy said what they should do is they should just uh, retire the universal title because nobody cares about it anyway. And then they should just bring back the World Heavyweight Championship. I actually agree with that. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, but I, I totally I'm on the same I'm on the same page of retiring because this this belt means nothing. It has no meaning. Like, mm. like, like seriously, like um, this is not me being sarcastic. Right? Why would you want to be universal champion? Like, let's look at this. First of all, the belt has a shitty design. Secondly, the fans don't like it. Thirdly, every single person that's won this title, there's been no rematch. Finn Balor won it. He got no rematch. Kevin Owens won it. He got no rematch. Goldberg won it. He got no rematch. This this belt is. Is just cursed. It's it's got it's literally got go away heat, but like it's not even there, so yeah. it's, it's already away. So if I'm if I'm Vince, I, I honestly I just say forfeit the title, forfeit the title, make a new title, bring back the world heavyweight title. I don't I don't give a fuck. Just get rid of this belt. It's yeah. useless. It's useless, and literally its presence is just hurting. Raw. Uh, I saw a report that Heyman. Might be writing for Raw, or just starting, or just recently got hired to start writing for Raw. I mean, I'm, that makes me a little bit hopeful. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Vince still gets final say. I will probably feel more hopeful if he was on SmackDown because it seems like um, it seems like Vince has less interest in SmackDown these days. Because I know like Road Dog and other people have been in charge of that. So uh, I, I thought the little brawl between Roman and Lashley was cool. The only real complaint I had about the brawl was Lashley and Reigns don't really have like heat, heat like like they were brawling as if they hate each other, yeah. like nothing nothing was really said for them to really fight like that. It was really just more of a we both want to be champions. So okay, I mean I can accept you see, that. 
Did you see the picture of Finn Balor doing the too sweet while Lane's diving over the top of the rope? <laughs> that was funny. Too sweet hand. Yeah, someone posted a picture. <laughs> I was like, what? Honestly, what they should do is uh, they should do. Uh, oh, this is the first time I've done a WWE prediction in a while. They should just do uh, if, because from what I hear, I mean, unless unless I'm hearing differently, Lesnar's contracted for like one more match. Mm-hmm. So you 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 gotta do. You, you can't pass on Lesnar Lashley. That's a money match. Oh, yeah. But then at the same time, like, even though we all know it's fucking futile, uh, Vince just has a fucking hard-on for Roman. So yeah. probably the safest thing they can do, it'll be annoying, because people will just say that's a repeat of last year. Do Lashley, Roman, do a fuck finish where it goes to, like, a no contest or something. Mm-hmm. And then do Roman versus Lashley versus Lesnar at SummerSlam. Uh, do a yeah. triple threat. It'll be annoying because I know most folks just want to see Lashley Lesnar, but do a triple threat. Um, I don't care who wins. Just if yeah. if they do a triple threat at SummerSlam, Lesnar takes the pin. Uh, it's time for him to get back. I don't care if Roman beats him at this point. I don't care if Lashley beats him. Um, if they go that route, Lesnar needs to take the pin. This has gone on long enough. It's been four years since he's beat Taker, and, and the idea is is that when he beat Taker and he beat Cena and became the champion, the idea was whoever beats Lesnar is the one who beats the one, or, or you're the guy who beats the streak. And since then, Lesnar's only lost twice, both of them two part-time guys. He lost to Taker and to Goldberg. So really, Taker's streak being broken is pointless. And not only is that pointless, Taker has come back since then, thus making the streak. Uh, it's it's a headache. I mean, uh, my, my whole point, my whole point, like ending the streak, I said whoever beats Lesnar has to be like passing the torch the next right. big superstar. So it, it, in my eyes, it's not it's not Roman Reigns. It's it's Strowman. I am. It's, the right. way Strowman's going, that's what they got to mm-hmm. do. So I would have Lesnar fucking if you're gonna do a triple threat. I would have Lesnar win somehow, beat Lashley and Roman, and, and then Strowman cashing in. Right there you go. Yeah, and then Strowman wins. You'll get a big right. fucking pop from a hot crowd, and then uh, there we go. And then you go from there. That would work. Do, I, you can I do the Roman Reigns heel turn too. You know. Yep. You know you can yep. do that too. So you can sell it. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I guess there was talk that they want to do uh, Bobby Lashley versus uh, Lesnar in like a, a Lions Den match or something on Raw or pay per view or something. But I don't know how true that is. That'd be kind of cool if they did it. But the only thing I'm is, down. I mean, just just let them go for real. Yeah, yeah, I and, uh, yeah. Let them go for real. But the thing is, when Lesnar loses, then that Cormier fight's like out the window. So they probably have <laughs> to like bribe Lashley with a lot of money. Hey, just take, you know, look good for the two rounds, and then you fucking lose. I'll give you half a million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> they gotta do something to fix it, but yeah, that whole thing with Lesnar and Cormier was fucking hilarious. You know, he's a piece of shit. This guy's a piece of shit. Cormier wanted, coming for you, motherfucker. Man, he <laughs> wanted to pull a Booker T so bad. Oh, I know. Even... <laughs> that guy, you know, goes, I saw through it. I know what you wanted to say. <laughs> oh shit, that was so great. I was fucking dying laughing. And then somebody posted a picture of like Lesnar's teeth. I'm like, what the fuck? They got, like, holes on the bottom, on the top of his teeth. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck. The dude needs fillings, or he's got, like, a craving for candy or something. I don't know. His teeth are fucking falling apart, nasty looking. Somebody posted the picture. I'm like, what the fuck? But, uh, anyways, um, 
Yeah, that's how I would do it. You can do the triple threat. That's fine. But, you know, have Strowman cash in and win or some shit. Even during the match, I don't give a fuck. Um, and then, actually, I would have it during the match, too, because that would really fucking piss off Roman Reigns to turn heel. Like, you know, why are you coming in my match and this and that and blah, blah, blah and stuff like that. So, then, you know, anyways. And then you can set up a nice program. You got you got Roman Reigns and Strowman, and you got Lashley saying, what the fuck are you doing here, Strowman? And then there you go. So you got a couple of points set up for Strowman mm-hmm. for the rest of the year. So it's like a win-win, so. Um, yeah, let's see, Table of Three, they got a new episode, uh, Bischoff, JBL, Bruce Pritchard, Monday After Raw, um, yeah, the May Young Classic, who's a Caitlyn, she's coming back, that's cool, yeah, she's really fucking huge, she's like jacked, um, what's this one, 30 minute, oh, Iron Man match, yeah, that is so stupid, that, that this 30 minute Iron Man match with Rollins and Ziggler, why didn't they make it like two out of three falls, it's kind of stupid, they call it an Iron Man match, but. I don't know, it's just stupid. So dumb. But, uh, yeah, I'm not really looking forward to this extreme crap on uh, Sunday. Um, so Brock Lesnar is confirmed for SummerSlam. Let me see. That's good, thing. at least. Yeah, I just saw this on Wrestling Inc. Um, according they to just... Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer, his opponent has not been confirmed. Um, yeah, yeah, they don't. Yeah, the story that I'm hearing is that it's so, so dumb is that they, they chose Strowman to win Money in the Bank so they can damage control whatever they're going to do at SummerSlam. So mm. the story is, is they want to do Roman Lesnar again, which just sounds fucking stupid because it's like if, if that's not getting over at WrestleMania, why the fuck would you think it's getting over in a New York crowd? Yeah. So like, at this point, it's like I'm, I'm, not even, I'm not even a Roman hater at this point anymore. It's not even his fault. But that's why I said the safest thing they can do is do Roman Lashley, do a fuck finish, no contest. It's extreme rules. It's believable. Yeah. And then do Lashley versus Roman on Raw, like, you know, and be like, okay, we're going to do this one more time. And then just have Brock come out randomly. Yep. Don't advertise F5 it. Hey, yeah. have an F5 them both. It'll be a cool moment, you know, Brock mm-hmm. just showing up randomly. And then, you know, have Roman be like, I want Brock. Have Lashley be like, I want Brock. And Angle's going to be like, okay, you're both fighting Brock. Then you do Lashley, Roman, Lesnar at SummerSlam. And then, you know, at first I was going to say, you know, Lesnar uh, takes the pin. But I actually like your idea where Lesnar wins. And then Strowman cashes in. Huge pop. It'll mm-hmm. work. It's like in New York. And then Strowman beats Lesnar. Because he's the one that should beat him anyway. He should have beat him when they had that match, whenever it was. Yeah. Last year, you know, so if I can have Strowman do that and then have Strowman be your champion and then do the Roman heel turn or change a character or whatever. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Um, yeah, uh, I can't believe it. Raw, <clears throat> this past week, lowest rating in history. That's fucking crazy. History. We're going like 93 and, debut. And that's the worst, and the worst part count. is like that's the that was a go home show too. It wasn't like it was a random episode of Raw. This is the yeah. second to last pay per view before SummerSlam. So this isn't this isn't like a random Raw. And then to all the defenders out there, no basketball, no football, oh. baseballs. Not even in, we're not even we're nowhere near playoffs. Did you hear why? Only, did you hear why the ratings were so bad? Did you hear the excuse? Katie had it on his on his thing. This one takes the cake. Because of Trump's announcement for the new Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, <laughs> CNN, someone from CNN or some one of those news things said that. That's that's why the ratings were down because of, because of fucking Trump announcement. No one gives a shit about 
Donald Trump. Who gives a fuck, man? They find any Dude. excuse. Jesus Christ. I don't know. Horrible. Jesus Christ. Just to say your product sucks. And then, yeah, because JD went off on a rant. He was like, yeah, no, Finn Balor singing Itsy Bitsy Spider didn't have to do nothing <laughs> with the ratings. <laughs> he was going like, I'm, I'm curious off. now. I don't, I don't, I actually have no clue what the, uh, Extreme Rules card is. I mean, uh, it's, it's not even worth looking at. Card, let's see here. There's a, there's no the extreme why, why a table there 12, match on the pre-show. Why are there 12 matches? 12, that's way they too got much. Cage, a steel cage match with uh, Kevin Owens in it. So and that, that's it. I think there's only two extreme kind of matches that they really that's got. That's so random. All right, so I'll go through the matches. All right, so Almas against Sin Cara in a pre-show. Okay, I'll check it out. YouTube highlights. New Day against Sanity and a tables match in a pre-show. That actually sounds really good, but it's on the pre-show. That's kind of stupid, but I'll watch that. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nia. I don't care about that. AJ Styles versus Rusev. That's cool. Good for Rusev. Mm-hmm. He's not He's not going to win, but at least he's got a title yeah. match. Uh, Matt and Bray against the B team. Who, who the fuck's the B team? Oh, Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas, yeah. Yeah. Carmella versus Axel, uh, Alska. James Ellsworth will be suspended above the ring in a shark cage. Yeah. Fucking WWE toy sales. He, he's, he's escaping from that. The Bludgeon, the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell. No, that's random as fuck. If that doesn't tell you Brian's not re-signing, I don't know what does. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins in a 30-minute Iron Man match. You know, I want to watch that, but I'm not I'm not sitting through 12 matches to see that. I'll just stick to YouTube highlights. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura. Okay. That looks cool. Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Don't care. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match for some fucking reason. I don't know. And then Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley, which will probably main event and get booed out the building. Um, again, you think there's going to be a big spot that Strowman Owens match? I was thinking, I was saying on my other show, I, I did an episode the other day. Uh, Strowman does a power slam off the top of the cage through the announce table <laughs> as a big spot. <laughs> God damn. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Strowman's getting comical at this point. They need to be careful before, like, fans just not take him seriously anymore. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, some of these matches look okay, but I'm not, I'm not watching yeah, it's not the really worth time in. Just check out the highlights. If you hear, like, uh, you know, Roar, someone said, oh, it's a good match, go check it out, basically. That, that's what it has a feel to it, you know. If somebody says, oh, it's a good match, check it out. Okay, just go check it out. And other than that, fuck it. You know, save three hours. Dude, mm-hmm. something. Fuck, paint a house. Do something. Like <laughs> do some laundry. More exciting. Fucking spin cycle. Yeah, that's where it's at. Add the fabric softener. Fuck this shit. <laughs> oh my god, this is so fucking bad. I couldn't believe it. I, the sad thing is, when football season starts, WWE's gonna if they don't get their shit together, they're gonna drop below it too. In fucking, they're gonna, they're they're gonna, SummerSlam's hot, and like the aftermath gonna, of SummerSlam's hot. They're gonna, they're gonna enter the TNA ratings, and, and what gets me, and this is what hurts more than anything, what gets me is when fans defend it and say, well, it's still the highest rated show on 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 USA. I'm like, That's because the network sucks. It's yeah, it doesn't shows. have anything. <laughs> the Grizzlies, you know? that's it. Grizzlies know best. They got CSI eight million episodes a day, and then they got that <laughs> Modern Family show, and that's it. 
That's all they got, you know. At least back in the day, they had Howard the or whatever that Duck Show, Duck Man, and yeah, Duck Nikita and fucking yeah, Duck Nikita. They had Highlander, fucking Highlander. Bunk. Yeah, and a lot of cool shows back then. So, so um, I mean, I have... if WWE wants to make money, like I mean, that's cool because you know we talked about this on Facebook. If they want to make money, I mean, that's awesome. Clearly, making money. But it's like somewhere along the way, I don't know exactly where, but it's like somewhere at some point they decided money was more important than ratings, and I suppose that's true. But it's like the amount of money you have should reflect the quality of your TV, and it's like the quality of their shows do not match the money at all. And it's like they just they don't care. They, They don't care anymore, and it shows... I mean, SmackDown, I mean, I'm not in love with SmackDown. It's okay. I mean, if I got some time to kill, I can watch it most weeks. But, like, I mean, Raw is unwatchable anyway. But, like, lately, it's just, uh, it's it's not even bad. It's just not interesting. Yeah. It's just it's the same shit. Like, it's not even interesting to watch. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. What were you saying? No, no, no. I was, I was going to say, last thing, I saw a thing about Bret Hart talking about Martha Hart, you know, trying to erase his memory and this and that. And I go in the Hall of Fame and... I don't know. I mean, yeah, a lot of people say, oh, get over it. It's almost 20 years, but, you know, I don't know. You can't really get over that, but... Uh, Man, that's not going to happen until she passes away. Yeah, exactly. Kids, yeah, so, if anything. But the, the whole thing with me, the Hall of Fame, and I said it so many fucking times, they don't have an actual building you can visit. They built something. Yeah. Then that'd be cool. I, I heard there was talk last year that they want to be like a theme kind of park in Florida, some... WWE Hall of Fame, some restaurants right by the you know the training center where they do like NXT and all that, and the the training facility. If they do something like that, that'd be cool. You know, you just need an actual physical building to see. You know, you know, because I'd be embarrassed if I had a little kid and go, "That's cool, Daddy." You know, the Hall of Fame. They put that guy. Could we go visit it someday? Um, <laughs> no, it's like a unicorn. It's mystical. It's fake. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Why the fuck did they say Hall of Fame? There's no building. And uh, yeah, so. Anyways, all right, man, I'm going to get going. Um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just got a funny feeling about this whole New Japan thing, this, this WWE thing. I, I think they're working together. I think they're in bed together for something. I hope so, because it would be good TV, because you think about it. Omega and the Bucks, they get the chance. They wrestle in Mass Square Garden. They flip off the fans, whatever. They fucking leave. They show up on Raw. Cody takes over the Bullet Club, and then you go from there. And You know, so I think that would be kind of good. Um so we'll just see what happens. But all right, man. Thanks for calling in. Have a nice uh, rest of your weekend. All right, you too, man. Later. All right, take care. All right, I want to thank Chris for calling in. Everyone out there, take care. This is Nate for Inside Wrestling. Tom, very good guy. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.